Welcome to Living by Faith, your bright start to your weekend. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell. My hope is that Living by Faith will help you do just that. Live by faith and trust the Lord with your everyday life and needs. Today, we are going to be talking about friendship. It is a big topic and so many different feelings when you hear the word friendship. But I have a new book out for kids ages three to six called Jesus and the Gift of Friendship. I'd love to give some away. All you need to do is email us at livingbyfaith at moody.edu. Again, email us at livingbyfaith at moody.edu and tell us how God has used friends in your life and let us know where you are listening. That email address one more time, livingbyfaith at moody.edu. Now, here's the thing. Relationships are a gift. They really, truly are. When God created the world, he was intentional and thoughtful about every aspect and detail. In Genesis 2, 18, he said it's not good for man to be alone. So he creates Eve. He designed marriage for intimacy and procreation, but God didn't leave relationships there. He created humans with a need to be in a community to fully thrive. He created the idea of family associated by marriage and birth, as well as the family of God. God sees this community, specifically the church, as a gift so important that he sent his son to die for her. God intended that we use our gifts, abilities, words to encourage others for the benefit of others. Now, of course, I'm talking broader than just the church when we use the word friendship, but it is such a good illustration of how important friendships, those relationships are. God never intended for us to do life on our own. Even Jesus was born into a family and given a mom and a dad and brothers and sisters. Jesus had friends, not just followers. He had friends. So people, of course, will never give you all that you thirst and hunger for. But our God is a redeemer God, and he desires to make those relationships right. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, but... My friendships, my relationships have been an absolute train wreck. God has the power to mend. Not all relationships will end in mending, but he has the power to do that. He also is a redeemer. And one day he will make all things new. And all of these broken relationships will one day be whole, which is a blessing to me. But we've got to think about friendships today. The Bible provides us with a beautiful picture of how God calls us to engage with people in our lives. Paul provided a set of relationship instructions, and we often hear them called the one another's because they highlight the love and encouragement we should have for one another. These verses focus primarily not on feelings, right, but on intentional pursuits and acts of love. So here, here's just some. I'm just going to read off some of the text. The scriptures say to love one another, be devoted to one another, honor one another, live in harmony with one another. Don't put a stumbling block in the way of others. Accept one another. Be patient with one another. Be kind 
compassionate and forgiving. I could go on and on. We can't really obey much of the New Testament in isolation. We need the church. And I'd say that God in his kindness also provides friends. And and we need those relationships. We need those relationships to run the race set before us. And all throughout scriptures, you see evidence of that. Even in Hebrews 10, you see this evidence and this need for relationships in order to understand right doctrine. Because the days are evil, Jesus is returning. We need that help to keep running this race. And and in many ways, I hope that uh, this program, Living by Faith, will be a distant friend (laughs) to you to help you run the race. But I am talking about the physical need of physical friends right there in your community. As I mentioned earlier, I'd love to give you a copy of my new kids book for ages three to six. The book is called Jesus and the Gift of Friendship. Friends are one of the greatest gifts from God and reflect his ultimate gift, Jesus. But what happens when the desire for friends goes unmet? Where should kids turn in their moments of sadness? Jesus and the gift of friendship will help your young one know who to run to when they are in need of a friend. Ultimately, it's Jesus. So I'm, I'm telling you the, the end of the story <laughs> before you grab it. But I would love to give away 10 copies of Jesus and the Gift of Friendship. Email us at livingbyfaith at moody.edu and tell us how God has used friends in your life. Now, I am excited to invite a special guest to help us talk about friendship. She's always here behind the scenes. So I'd love to welcome my producer, Karen Hendren. Hi, Trillia. How are you? I am doing so well. I, I, I don't know if you don't mind if I do ask you a question. <laughs> no, sure. Go right ahead. So have you found friendships to be a gift? How have you found them to be a gift as you have walked out your faith? Oh, um, the, it's incredible. Uh, yeah. Friendships are um, so important. I know when I I grew up, my I have a sister. She's eight years younger. So yeah. when I was very young, I felt very. I mean, I had friends, you know, in the neighborhood, but I felt I missed. I longed for a sibling, yeah. and so. Um, my sister today is really, she's my best friend, uh, and we have a great relationship, and that is wonderful. But one of the other things that I learned along the way is that idea, when, when I was younger, a child, there was that idea of, oh, I want this best friend. I want the best friend in the world. And I learned to realize that, you know, friendships, you, you know, you were mentioning how sometimes when they're uh, Sometimes when there are conflict or whatever, things can break, and sometimes they can be mended, and sometimes they can't. Um, But I realize that sometimes friendships are for a season. Um, I've moved. I've moved a lot in my life, so I keep up with friends, but um, often through Christmas cards and stuff, and and maybe an occasional email or so, because there's just too many to keep up with in that intimate way, uh, that intimate friendship, but uh, it 
is also wonderful to understand that, um, you know, friendships can change and mm-hmm. not necessarily – that's not necessarily a bad thing, but uh, different friends may – you may serve a different purpose in their life for a certain season and they may do the same for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I When I think about my high school friends versus my college friends versus my now older-ish adult friends, <laughs> they're they, – they're different. They're different. Now, social media has the um, ability to make you, one, it has the ability to make you think you're closer <laughs> to people than you are. Uh-huh. But also, also, I can keep up a little bit. It's it's not deep, right? But I can keep up a little bit more with some of those distant friends. But you're exactly right, Karen. There are friendships that, oh my goodness, I needed so badly in a season and and sometimes they're even because of certain circumstances certain things that happened in my life and I thought oh I needed that that person and the Lord provided that gift for that time absolutely yeah and such a blessing well you are on today um and you're gonna you're gonna ask me some questions which is a lot of fun (laughs) absolutely are are you ready I think I am. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, let's start with this. Uh, This book is designed for children. And there are times, though, when all of us feel like we're lacking some good friendships. So what encouragement do you have for people feeling this way today? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to share with you what I share with those kids in my book. Mm -hmm. Pray. Ask the Lord who he, he is interceding for us. He long, he cares about those things. We often think we need to come to God with just the big things. And we do, we need to come to God with massive things. I would say this is a big thing. If so much of the scriptures, um, point to a need for the church or a relationship or, or community, then you need to run to the Lord and ask him for friends and and you can ask him for relationships. I would also say and this is a lot more practical, evaluate where you're spending your time. Are you spending your time isolated? And I know that in our individualistic culture, especially in the American culture, there can be a temptation to be very busy yet alone. And we we are busying ourselves with all these things to that we have to do, but we no one is checking in on us. No one is 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 asking us how we are doing, and we're not doing the same <laughs> because we're busy. So you can evaluate. Okay, how am I spending my time, and I am I isolating myself? Another thing that I think can be very hard for, especially older uh, adults, as you're getting, you have family life, 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 life gets busy, is opening your your dining room table. I was going to say your door, but just opening, inviting people in, asking people to, inviting people over, um, looking during your church service and inviting people to join you. And so those are just a few of the very practical things that you can do. I, I've probably only scratched the surface. Another thing, and I encouraged my daughter recently to do this because she was kind of sad that she was missing a friend. And I was like, well, just call her. Call her. And she did. And I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> so sometimes we we think that um, we're intruding or that 
that we someone doesn't want to be bothered when really they just you just need to reach out. So that would be my other thing. If there is a particular person that you really would love to connect with or you've missed, don't don't be afraid to reach out and and talk to the that person. But but I would love to um, very soon talk through some of the difficulties in relationships in general because I think part of our problem is also that relationships are hard. They are hard. So when we return, we are going to continue this conversation about Jesus and the gift of friendship with my producer, Karen Hendren. I'm Trillia Newbell. Welcome back to Living by Faith with Trillia Newbell. We are talking about the gift of friendship, and I'd love to give you a copy of my new kids' book, Jesus and the Gift of Friendship. All you need to do is email us at livingbyfaith@moody.edu and let us know how has God used friendship in your life. Again, email us at livingbyfaith@moody.edu and I will give you a copy of Jesus and the Gift of Friendship. Now, I have a special guest who's here all the time, (laughs) Karen Hendren, who probably doesn't feel like a guest because she is here all the time. (laughs) But we are so excited to have you on the other side of the mic, Karen. And so we've been talking about friendship and you asked me a question about how do you help even adults and and kids alike to to gain friendships when they're alone? And, And I love that question. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I I was thinking about this when I heard about your book, and I think the topic is so important because, uh, you know, the Surgeon General says we're in a loneliness epidemic. Uh, mm. We have a loneliness crisis in this country, and it's probably, uh, I would say, around the world, too, right now, just because people are so busy. They have, you know, so many things that they can do. Um, but that sometimes we we forget those simple things of just connection and how God had put it in our heart for connection. So I'm wondering how, you know, this book is geared toward children. How can parents encourage their children that if they're lonely, if, you know, maybe they're having a problem with friends in their life, that Jesus is their closest friend? Yes. You know, it's it's interesting because it's it sounds kind of and to a kid you're looking for tangible right and and so to know that Jesus who you you can't touch right it, it does is is your friend it can be a hard concept and so it's it's similar to trying to teach children to pray but i do believe that as we t- open up the word and teach them the scriptures and Ask God. Only God can give them faith to believe that Jesus is there, <laughs> that Jesus draws near to them in their their sadness. I believe you have to submit that to the Lord, just like we submit salvation. So you want to pray for faith, but teach children. Teach children to see it in the scriptures, to read John 15, and to see how Jesus says he is your friend, and, and to teach them to 
run to him, to, to, to talk to him. And that's, I think, one of the things, and, and it's a muscle that we adults have to learn as well. Absolutely. That, yeah, that we can go to a Lord who draws near, who's interceding. He says that he's, he lives to make intercession for us. So he's always hearing there for us. He's always listening to us. Um, and, and so for me, I think part of what I've tried to do with my own children is to remind them of God's character and that he's real and to pray that, that they would believe, because I think that's that, that's the hurdle that they'd have to jump over is to believe that because of the tangible nature of that, that of their friends that are here. But then I would just encourage them to cry out, to ask God for help, to ask God to believe, um, ask God to provide as friendships and to provide for friends and and ask God for healthy friendships, people who are loyal and honest and kind and people who who are are gentle. I think a lot of kids, um, oh gosh, <laughs> these days, I mean, there's so much uh, tension and gossip and stuff that just ah, tears these little kids apart um, that and even and this is I, I have teenagers, so I might be leaning into the teen years, but <laughs> But but those are the things you just ask ask tell them that they can they can cast it all to the Lord. They can tell him anything and that Jesus listens. He's there and he's he's for them. And that I think is is some of the ways. It's just teaching and discipling and reminding them of his character and opening the Bible. I I think that's so interesting though that you specifically said uh, to ask God for a child or a friendship that is kind and gentle, you know, a genuine friendship. Because I yeah. think, you know, kids and adults too uh, often gravitate toward, I want the cool kid to be yeah. my friend. I want to sit at the cool kid's table in the lunchroom or whatever. And and that's not that, – that's adults too. Um and the cool kids may not be the gentle ones for your heart. And and so, I mean, sometimes they can be, but it's important. Uh, I think it's really important to ask God specifically for the kind of friendship that you, you need, you know. Yes. Yes. Okay. So in Jesus and the Gift of Friendship, I tell a story of a young boy whose best friend moves away. And so you you started the program talking about how we have friends in seasons. And so his best friend moves away and he is so sad and he's longing for this friend. And so he prays for a friend and someone who looks very similar to the friend who uh, left moves in next door, but he he doesn't want to be his friend. So he gets really sad. And so he's praying and the, the, the mom is teaching him about friends. And as he prays, the Lord provides an unexpected friend, not someone who he thought he needed. So what you just said is exactly what I'm teaching in Jesus and the gift of friendship, that when we pray for for friends, we need to pray for what the what's what's best, what what we need and not necessarily what we think we need. God, he's so good. He provides in ways that are unexpected and he does it in our own lives. And so I I I think that is important. It's important for kids to to be open to what the Lord would have and to be thankful when he provides and also to 
to be on guard about um well, we'll get into the weeds here about but <laughs> things like fear of man, things where you're you 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 think you need something or you're going to try to be like these friends um because you want to earn their their favor so you might um you might start talking about someone and be in a gossip for example because you think oh that's what i need to do to be a part of this friend group well we need to teach them you you don't need to shun those friends but you you ought to be set apart and different because gossip is wrong. <laughs> so these are the things that we have to teach. So you're exactly right. Um, we want to pray for wisdom and um, as we're navigating friends. That's wonderful. All right. I got another one for you. Um, if we reference uh, John 15, 12 through 15, how is our obedience to Jesus's commands related to our friendship with him? I love this question because John 15, I think, is often misunderstood. So we, when we think about abiding, that's what John 15 and, and that section, um, starting in verse 1 and then going all the way down, if you go to verse 17, is, is talking about abiding in Christ. And when we think about abiding, we kind of think about like sitting with Jesus, just like hanging out with them. (laughs) But when you look at the text, the text is talking about how we, we need, we need to obey him. I'm going to, I'm going to read a verse here. Um, in verse 12, it says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Well, we, I don't think we realize that, oh, part of following Jesus, a part of being his friend is that we follow him and we, and part of following Jesus means that we um, submit our lives to him and we do what he commands. We obey him to that means that we're loving God with all our hearts, mind, soul, and strength, and we're loving our neighbor as ourselves. Now, this does not save us. We are saved by it, uh, grace, right? Where it is a gift of faith. So we we aren't saved. It is the proof of our salvation, however. And so if if we are following Jesus, if we're followers of Jesus, we should be obeying Jesus. And it is the proof of our friendship to Jesus, our obedience. And so that to me, I don't think is often understood or missed. Maybe it's missed or in the scripture, but yeah, our obedience is, is, is proof of our love, but also, and, and that we've have transformed hearts, but it's also the way we show, oh, we are a friend of Jesus. We have, we are doing what he commands and we love him, and not because we're going to earn his favor in salvation, but because we just love him so much. And so, yes, that is, that's what the scripture says, but it's, it is often forgotten or misunderstood. Well, I love that, too, because that's really how we, uh, how we operate in, you know, with other human beings, we try to do nice things for our friends. So, uh, you know, maybe we're not obeying them, but uh, a sign of friendship 
is to try to show appreciation and to be nice to the people that you're friends with. (laughs) No, that totally makes sense, Karen. That's (laughs) hilarious. No, I mean, yeah, I hadn't even thought of how that really (laughs) – but – that's almost like a duh. Yes, exactly. You are so right. When when we have other friends, we are we are we communicate, we are at least try to communicate with them. We're going to give them gifts. We're going to have all sorts of kindness, acts of kindness, all sorts of things that we're going to express our affection for them. Why would we not do the same for Jesus? Right. And, and yeah, and also the just the sharing and spending time. You know, we get so busy that sometimes we don't spend as much time with Jesus. But, you know, in a good friendship, that's kind of the goal is to spend time with the other person. Amen. And that is really a part of abiding. It's a, if you can't abide in a relationship, you don't have. And so you must, know, you got to know Jesus. How do you know him? By opening the Bible reading his word and learning about his character, learning about God. And then in prayer, I often say um, that my husband and I would have a really strange relationship. Well, it would be terrible if I never spoke to him. If I never spoke to him, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That'd be a, yeah, it'd be a hard relationship. And so that's likewise, um, if we're wanting to grow in our friendship with Jesus, we need to Um, pursue him and obey him and enjoy this relationship we have with him. So it's about obedience and enjoyment. And I believe they go hand in hand as we obey and get to know the Lord. We will enjoy him. I love this conversation about friendship. We'll be back with Karen Hendren, my producer, right after this. Welcome back to Living by Faith with Trillia Newbell, your bright start to your morning. I have loved this show and talking to Karen, my producer, and thinking through friendship and how we can have a friend with how we can be friends with Jesus. I think it's remarkable that we can even be friends with Jesus. And I mentioned, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but I just don't want you to miss out on this. I have a kid's book called Jesus and the Gift of Friendship. It's out, but I want to give you one. We, I have about 10 copies. So if you will email me at livingbyfaith at moody.edu, let us know how God has used friendships in your life. We'll make sure to get you a copy of Jesus and the Gift of Friendship. Now, it is for kids. So I just want to make that really clear that it is for the young person in your life. Maybe it can serve your children's ministry. I have other kids' books, and I have laughed at um, some of the pictures I receive of college students who are you know, gathered around reading it. Hey, you can, you will benefit from it too. Maybe you want it. That's fine too. <laughs> but I'd love to give you a copy of it, Jesus and the Gift of Friendship. So Karen, we've been talking about relationship with Jesus and and friends, and, and I just want to kick it back to you. Yeah, sure. Well, before the break, we were just talking about the importance of abiding in Jesus. So why is it good to pray for everything, including friendships? Yeah, I think we 
desperately need the Lord. And it's, I think sometimes we can operate um, in self-sufficiency, and which means that we are trying to do things in our own strength and in our own wisdom. So that's self-sufficiency. We, we, we're kind of forget that we have a God <laughs> and we're trying to do it in, in our own strength. And, and I think that because of the busyness of life, we're just so busy. We can forget that we need to ask God for all things, pray without ceasing the scriptures say. And so if, if God cares for the lilies, then he's going to, of course, care for this topic as well. If God cares that you are sick, he's going to care for this topic as well. And so, yeah, prayer is really important. And we actually did a show on prayer. And I encourage you all to go and listen to Jed Coppinger and his um, his thoughts on prayer, because that was it was really good. It was an encouraging time as we think through prayer. But for today, I, I do, I think that Sometimes we don't think that we can go to the Lord with everything. I think we we want to, um, and and then I also should say that we can go to the Lord, and we should go to the Lord asking. But we also need to remember to praise Him <laughs> and to thank Him, thank Him for um, the gifts that He's given our friendships. So we don't don't take those things for granted. I think it could be easy to to not recognize um, the gift that God has given us. Absolutely. And and the thank you is important because so many times we ask for things and God provides them and then we forget <laughs> to say thank yeah. you, you know? Absolutely. So that is important. And I think it also uh, helps us focus on what a gift, um, you know, the many gifts that God gives us. So... Um, Speaking of gifts, why do you think it's important to help kids understand the gift of friendship, that friendship is, you know, this wonderful gift? There's a number of reasons. One is that we can't, we're not meant to be isolated and alone. And and so I want children to know early on that it is a gift that it was it was God's idea to create people it was God's idea to create the church the ultimate gift of friends um and and so i i want kids to know that that relationships are a gift and we can we can ask God for that relationship um i also think it's important because as they continue to get older um it can be it can be a temptation to to keep keep hard things a secret. Mm -hmm. So if they struggle with something or um, maybe lie, and ultimately (laughs) I want us all to be people who confess. And the scriptures say if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to purify us. Well, we confess to one another and we confess to God. But if we don't remember that, that these relationships are a gift, we may live in the dark and not in the light and walk in the light. And that, that of course is something that, that we want to keep instilling as they get older, because it, it's, it's a hard concept to think about right now as a, for a three-year-old. Right. But as they get older, I, I, I think it's good for them to know, Hey, you, you need, 
need people so that you can share these hard things with. And and that's going to be a muscle that you're going to have to exercise so that you walk in the light (laughs) for the rest of your life. And so instilling now that kind of idea that, that friends are a gift is important. Another thing I think is because friendships are hard. And so if we can start to share, yes, relationships are worth fighting for. Friendships are hard, but they are a gift now. I believe that will that will help us. It will help us. But ultimately, we we will we I mean, I, I can't help but think of the church because that's where I I believe that friendships are often nourished and mm-hmm. can grow, you know. Um, but if we we want to instill in our kids now that those friends, like the church body in particular, is a gift worth investing in, and where we we're gonna love and serve one another, where we're gonna exercise our gifts, where we're going to um, carry each other's burdens, and and that to me is really important. And one day, one day, we'll all be worshiping together. So I, I want kids to know that that these relationships are a gift and that God will, I mean, one day we'll all be together with all of our, our differences and, and worshiping together. So it's, it's important to instill some of these things now. I think you said that there are so many things that you just said that I thought were actually so powerful that I haven't really, uh, some of it, I hadn't really made some connections myself. First of all, you were talking about, um, the importance of confession and, you know, that these having friendships, there's someone you can sort of confess to or share things so that you're not keeping things secret, you know, if they're the right friend and somebody trustworthy and such. But there's so much freedom in confession because when we when we either hold on to something or feel like we have to carry a burden alone, I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. it is just too heavy or we're weighed down by, like you said, this dark secret and bringing things out into the light. Uh, we often get afraid of it, but we find generally there is so much freedom in just bringing it out, um, whatever it may be. Um the other thing is that these friendships bring us, help us learn accountability, yes. which is important. And also, and I never really thought about this because, you know, when I was a kid, I mentioned I yearned for, you know, friends and that close relationship. But having them, teaching children at such a young age about that importance is really, you were talking about a muscle, but that's really teaching them how to have relationships as they get older and more serious relationships, like with their families and the families that they're going to be having. Oh, yes, 100%. And yes, accountability, teaching them about relationships as they get older. It's, it's, and that's really Everything we're trying to do now, right? With children, especially, we're trying to teach them how to be adults. Yeah, <laughs> like, healthy adults. <laughs> healthy adults. And so, and and so, it makes sense that this also is something that will help guide and encourage and instill truth and wisdom for how to operate 
when they get older. And so, yeah, you're exactly right, Karen. And it is, it is, um, it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy to teach, but it's worth the investment. More about Jesus and the gift of friendship with Trillia and Karen when we return. Welcome back to Living by Faith with Trillia Newbell. And today we are talking with Karen Hendren and Trillia Newbell, which has been so much fun. I just told Karen is my producer. She's the producer of Living by Faith. She's also the producer of Ed Stetzer's show. If I got that wrong, she'll tell me. (laughs) And I told her, I was like, hey, we're having a lot of fun. I think we could do this over and over and over again. So guys... Don't be surprised if you just hear her all the time. This was a lot of fun. And we have been talking about Jesus and the gift of friendship. And that is a new book that I have out. It's my kid's book, Jesus and the Gift of Friendship. And I would love to give it away. If you just email us at livingbyfaith at moody.edu, let us know how God has used friendships in your life. I have about 10 to give away. And... I would just love to do it. So email us livingbyfaith at moody.edu. Karen, what what's next on our agenda? Okay. <laughs> well, okay. God doesn't all you know, we pray for things that we want, uh, but God doesn't always answer our prayers in the way we think he will. Sometimes he takes us on a roundabout route, kind of like he did with the Israelites when they were wandering in the desert. So why is that important for kids to understand early? Oh, gosh. It's important for us to understand right now. Adults, kids, everyone. (laughs) Everyone. Yeah, everyone. Because there are so many times when I have prayed and asked the Lord for something and really specific and in, you know, I'm entrusting it to the Lord, and he, he has done something opposite. I remember actually a really specific situation where I prayed that a friendship would be mended. I was like, Lord, help this friendship. It is torn apart, and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help. Can you mend this? And the Lord was like, no, actually, I think it's better. <laughs> not Not audibly, but no, I think it's better that you all in this. And I was like, what? You know, it, it, because you just don't realize. But in his wisdom, we, we were going separate in separate directions. And, and he was protecting. And you just, it's hard to see that when you're in the midst. And you think, no, this is what I need, Lord. This is what I need. And so we talked about it a little bit earlier. But for kids, we want to help them run to Jesus, but then to trust God, that God, he is working all things together for the good of those who love him. So he knows what's best. Before the foundation of the world, he had something, he had us in mind, and he knows what we need. We don't know what we need. We think we do. Right. We know and what so, we think we want. <laughs> we Yeah, we know what we think we want. And so, yeah, but he knows what we need. And so he's going to give us those things and it's going to be for our good and it will be for that other person's good too. I feel pretty confident that if the other person that I mentioned that relationship that was talking would say, yes, you know, it, it, it seemed like a strange thing, but 
God knew he knows best. And so God does. He knows best. And so we want to teach that now, that God is, he's sovereign, he's in control, that God is all-knowing, that he can, he knows what's best. And so we want to teach that to our children. It's about the character of God so that they can entrust their lives to him while also asking God for whatever they whatever they think they want. Another thing that I have been I've learned to pray and not in a Lord I'm not going to pr- pray this specific thing because I'm afraid, but I would pray Lord, if it's not for my best, would you change my desires? Mm-hmm. Would you help me to desire what is best? What is your will? Because right now, this is what I want. This is what I think is best. But but would you help me? So that's a harder thing to teach a children, child right now. But as my kids have gotten older, I, I am now telling them these things. Like, hey, do you think if that's, why don't you pray that the Lord would change your desires if it's not his will? And if that's not the best. And God is kind to do that. He will do that. Right. I think we think, well, if God can do all things, why doesn't he just give me what I want? Um, Yeah. But we see, like in this situation with your friend, we see that we see um, we have narrow vision. Dimly. (laughs) We see see dimly. What's right in front of us. We don't see the whole picture. And God sees the whole picture. He sees what came before. He sees where we are now, and he sees the future. And he sees all the other friendships and people that we're impacting and who are impacting us. And he has this beautiful tapestry how and how it can all weave together for our good. Yes. But we have to trust him. And that's not that is a muscle that we have to develop. That is a muscle that we have to learn. And I I do believe that God is very gentle with us along the way as we're learning it. But it can be a painful uh, lesson to learn, too. Absolutely. None of this is easy. (laughs) It is hard. And and God is so good to to teach us and to help us. And and he wants— he wants us to to run to him, um, not so that we might be squashed or being told no all the time, but so that he can he can um, comfort, direct, teach, guide, um, guide us. And and I cannot remember oh Psalm twenty three that he leads us by uh, still waters, and and so so we can trust his path, his yeah. path that. And, and follow that. Um, but what, what the hard part is, is the trust, is the submission, is to submit our lives to Jesus. And, and we, if we as adults, Karen, are saying this right now, think about kids who are, or kids actually, is, is, they probably will trust a little bit more. So if we continue to build that and instill it in yes. this... Yes. What a gift it will be later on in life as they have faithfully run to Jesus and submitted it to him time and time again. Um, It'll be a blessing to their lives. Yes. And if you're teaching them at such a young age, they have so many more uh, years and opportunities to uh, see the proof of God's blessing his love, you know, and tie that together and trust in that. Um, it's it's harder uh, 
maybe when you're older if you i mean if you haven't been um if that's a new concept you know uh, it's it, and and we're entrusted with with people that we you know care about that are little we're entrusted whether they're our um, our own children or our nieces and nephews or our grandchildren or even just the neighbors' kids down the block. You know, um, as believers, they're people within our sphere of influence. So it's important to share about Jesus, and it's important to. I just love that idea of building that muscle. Absolutely, absolutely. And I like that you you mentioned to share about Jesus. So friendships, I think we when we think about friendships, we often think about ourselves. Mm-hmm. But we can also be, we also need to be thinking about how we can give, how we can serve others, how we can love others others the one another's is about living in harmony with one another not it's about the other person (laughs) it's not about us and so if we if we can start to help kids think about that too how remarkable would that also transform the way they view friendships and the way that they love and serve one another you know what i'm so so those are and yeah it it can have a real impact on the world we live in too because if we're training up young children look at what can happen in generations going forward amen generation after generation if they are focused on serving and loving the lord and serving and loving others it would transform (laughs) our world it would transform our churches and don't don't we want transformed churches? Amen. And yes, amen. And church and and communities, it would do so much for um, the world for for good. And so it's just been an absolute joy to talk to you and to think about Jesus and the gift of friendship. Here's one last time: if you want it, you can email me at livingbyfaith at moody dot edu. That's livingbyfaith at moody.edu. What a fun show this has been. I'd like to thank my producer, Karen Hendren, for joining me today. Also, thanks to my engineer, Courtney Young, for always running the board and getting the show on the air. Courtney is a blessing. Tune in next week when Bible teacher and author Christy Anyabuile will join me. We'll talk about sharing the gospel with our brothers and sisters in Christ. To hear today's program again, you'll find it at livingbyfaithradio.org or on the Moody Radio app. You may also connect with me through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Trillia Newbell. Living by Faith is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.